Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to today's episode of Tree Talk. It's episode 217 for myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Over the weekend, we brought an end to the men's pre-season competitions with the McGrath Cup final and the Munster Hurdle League versus Kerry. We also had the ladies' football kick off their season. This week coming, we have the start of the National Football League for Ray Dempsey's side. We've Junior B and we've a load of colleges and schools action to get through. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley to do that to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. Good morning to you, Matt. How are you? And I suppose this Wednesday morning, January 25th. Very good, Jack. How, how are you? I'm grand, I'm grand. There's no fear of me. Uh, we're back into the ticket things with the, the start of the league. I know, obviously, we were we had the McGrath Cup and the Munster Hurling League as well, but it's really into the tick of the business now and that's where we'll go first and foremost straight to, to Derry this Saturday. Before we go to Derry, Jack, um, uh, th- 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 there was a very, very nice and important function in, in um, Kilmurray Lodge last Friday evening um, when the presentation of their medals and awards were made to the Munster um, wheelchair camogie, hurling camogie team who com- who completed a double, as, as, uh, as you're aware, um, they won the league and the championship in in 2022. Like um, the, the whole thing is an excellent um, concept. It's part of the games for all uh, initiative. And um, like Munster have been very very much to the fore. And and uh, people like Jerry McNamara and Donald Fitzgibbon um, in Limerick have been very 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 much spearheading the promotion of the game. But what what was most interesting, Jack, was. Um, the composition of the Munster team and the Limerick representation um, that was on it. Now, the team was captained by Eddie Sheehy from Temple Danton. And um, you had also Morris Noonan of, of um, Granabell and Gary, Gary O'Halloran of, of um, uh, Clarina was on the team. Um, Stephen Casey from Brough, Dara Deneen from Arda. And very, very interesting, Kim Bennis, who who is the son of, of former Limerick hero and who, who features there in our introduction, Richie Bennis. And there was two other lads, James McCarthy from uh, um, Cora, and uh, there, there was a, a Sultan Hacker from Kakar from um, also from the city. Um, so like a, a very, very, very strong uh, um, Limerick representation and, like happiest congratulations to him. It's 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 an absolutely fantastic, a fantastic initiative, and and um, uh, it, it is it, it is great to see him being so successful as well. 
Yeah, it's a brilliant initiative, as you said, and to see him successful in it is just an added bonus. So I'll extend my congratulations to those teams as well. Um, well done to them and just keeping the flag going there in Limerick, just in the GA circles. Um, talking about Limerick and the GA circles, we have the start of the National Football League and for the first time since 07, Limerick are operating in the top two tiers. Back then it was 1A and 1B, but it was a de facto you know, second tier competition, but they're back after a lengthy wait. We've had to, you know, I think there was three promotions to division three in that time. And obviously there's two relegations with that, but finally back in the big time. And I suppose starting with arguably the second hardest challenge that could be in division two, obviously away to Dublin and Crow Park is, you know, I think that's, that's a difficult challenge for anyone, even Kerry included, but to travel to Derry on a Saturday afternoon in the open under the league, considering all that Derry did last year and even starting with McKenna Cup. It's a daunting one for Limerick, but one that, you know, we feel that that's where Limerick football deserves to be at this stage. Yeah, Jack, um, it's, 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 it's where Limerick football want, want to be. And um, uh, I, I, I suppose they're, they're really, really looking forward to it. And it's it's the first real well it's not the first opportunity this year but it, it it's it's an opportunity to test themselves as you rightly said uh, against what are perceived to be the best in the in the division but if if you look back on the preparation we have Ray Dempsey coming in replacing um, Billy Lee who absolutely worked miracles with Limerick over six years to bring us to where we are and now we have Ray Dempsey p- picking it up and and. Um, like you know, he he probably would be very very happy, Jack, with 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 the month of January, despite the fact that they were beaten in the McGrath Cup final. Because um, I think we spoke about it briefly last last week, where by we were saying that the the the, the way that the games fell, like um, no disrespect to Waterford, you 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 played a division team, division four team first, and. Um, then you went up a step and you, you played a Division Three team in Tipperary and then in the McGrath Cup final, which the outcome of which was disappointing from a Limerick point of view. But you, you were immediately benchmarking yourself against against um, a team in your own division for this year. But you're, you're, you're absolutely right that um, um, I, I would say that um, from this remove, um, and there hasn't been a ball kicked in Division Two yet, but I, I, it would it would appear to me, and I agree totally with you, that Derry and Dublin are probably the two standout teams. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, 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 to a certain degree, you'll go with more hope than confidence to Derry. Like Derry, um, as Ray Dimsey said, um, in the aftermath of the McGrath Cup final, was that they're in the four top teams in the country, um, beaten in the All-Ireland semi-final last year. But there's a little caveat. It's the first round of the league, Jack. And you, you, you just wonder, you just wonder how this whole thing with the Glen and the All-Ireland final and um, uh, now we understand from this morning that Glen have rightly objected, but um, it, it shouldn't have come down to that um, because yeah. I honestly think that the GA should have taken the bull by the horns. Their regulation uh, were breached. In, in front of everybody on an All-Ireland final day and they should have gone about and dealt with it rather than this cop-out and the hope that, that, that Glenn may not object. 
So yeah, I'll like, cut across you there you know, on the Glen because I do want. Impact and Gary, you, 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 you just wonder and like one of their key players, like is a Glen player, and that's kind of less. Yeah, well, I'd say their key player. You know, I think he is the main man on that team, but they obviously have have a lot um, involved in the Glen that Bradley's uh, as well, and they have. Shane McGuigan and these kind of players as well. And, you know, we saw them against... They won an Ulster Championship, and Ulster is notoriously difficult to win. And not only that, they followed it up with a McKenna Cup win. And I know it's pre-season, but in terms of pre-season competitions, like the Ulster Championship, the McKenna Cup is probably the at the highest level, just with so many good, strong teams. And not only did they win that, they, they destroyed Tyrone in the final 3-11 to 1-5. So... I mean, they're kicking on from where they were last year. And if that's anything to go by, maybe last year they're probably a bit too defensive. So to be scoring 3-11 will win you 90% of the games. I know we're, we're only focusing on Derry so far, but they are a really formidable threat and a well-rounded team. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's, it's just no harm to put it into context, Jack, uh, the, 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 the level of challenge that Limerick are facing on, on, on Saturday. And um, you, you must remember, and um, like um, uh, possibly the shenanigans that went down in the Auburn Cup in Leinster may have called into question the integrity of the preseason competitions. But Jack, um, in Ulster, the McKenna Cup, just like the McGrath Cup in Munster, is taken very, very, very seriously. So um, just dismissing that they are the one, the McKenna Cup, uh, so what, like? But basically, all it is is serving notice that um, that Derry of 2023 is more of the same of Derry of 2022, and um, if not better, probably. Yeah, yeah. But as I, I, I just put in the caveat about about the uh, about about the whole sad, I would say, Glen saga that that's that's going on at the moment, and um, it, it, you know, it it it, it means that the the, the Glen players would not be available. To Rory Gallagher, and um, you know, but what impact it will have on the rest of the squad, I'm just wondering. But um, our, our focus, of course, has to be on on Limerick. And um, like in, in, in fairness to Ray Dempsey, since he has come in and he has used the McGrath Cup very judiciously, in, in that he's run the rule over almost 30 players, I think it's 28 or 29 players that he has used during the McGrath Cup campaign. Including six newcomers like a Cahill Downs, Jack Ryan, Rudan O'Connor, um, um, Owen O'Shea, Brian Barry, Owen O'Shea, Brian Barry, yeah, you know. So, um, it'll, it'll, it'll be very interesting to see what lineup he will come up with, come up with. But I, I, I would think he will come up something similar to what we would expect, um. Uh, it will it, be much on the lines of the team that finished in the championship last year. I'd say very, very much on that lines. I'm of the opinion, and just when we were talking off air, we, we, we seem to differ a slight bit on this. But um, if, you, if you're talking about the newcomers and if you're looking at debutant, debutants, in my opinion, you're probably looking at the like of Cahill Downs and, and um, Jack Ryan, I think, of being, being head, head of the queue in that regard. Um but, you know, whether they will make it to the starting 15 or not for such a daunting trip to Terry, I, I, I just don't know. But um, Red MC has some big calls to make, Jack. Yeah, there's definitely big calls there. Um, I definitely think Carl will start. I think he's 
you know, he, he started all the games so far and he's been very good in all of them. I don't think Jack Ryan has put a foot wrong, but I think Glimmer could probably um, stronger in defence. Um, I'd like to see someone like maybe Gordon Brown or Paul Maher start in defence and add to the attack instead of starting an attack and, you know, coming back. Because I just think Limerick seem limited um, in scores. Obviously, there, there are certain players that, you know, will be back sooner rather than later. Like, see Hugh Burke who's coming back from injury. Hopefully, we'll see him. Maybe the weekend will probably come too soon. Um, Dara Tracy is another one just off the top of my head. There are players to come back into the side that I think will, you know, make their mark. So, it'll be interesting Brian, to see. Brian Donovan is another one of those. Yeah, do you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of a team he goes with in Derry um, once he has a, a full squad to select from. Um, coming into the game, obviously, the, the most recent clash is that McGrath Cup final. I think it's fair to say it was a disappointing performance from Limerick. They didn't really seem to get out of the blocks. Now, they did show a pendant for, for getting goals at crucial times and never really letting the game go too far but in truth it probably didn't look like winning now was that down more to Cork you know an improved performance from Cork or was it probably a bit of both from either side the, the bit of both but Jack I, I, I would attribute quite a bit of that now to to an improvement on the Cork team um, uh, there seems to be much better organisation much better focus uh, about the Cork team this year and of course Cork got a, a right fright in Division 2 last year because um, they're, they're extremely lucky to be in Division 2 because were it yeah. not for a win over Offaly on the last day of the season last year, they'd, they'd be playing their trade in Division 3 this year. So they've obviously learned and they've, they've hit the ground running now. They, they are probably a bit more time down the road, and I think Ray Dimsey alluded to it, in terms of preparation than Limerick were. So yeah. uh, that could be a factor, but but what, um, what's very heartening for Limerick, and I'm thinking of the like of Keane Sheehan, and people would say, I'm always talking about Keane Sheehan, but he's an outstanding footballer. The like of Keane Sheehan and Ian Corbett of Newcastle West, um, like the, the way they picked up their forum, despite being involved in that long campaign with, with Newcastle West right up to the Munster final, and, and the heartbreak of, of losing the Munster final, the way that, the way that they lost it, um, it doesn't seem to have impacted them now. I I I think that um, uh, the way that um, uh, Ray Dempsey used his resources during the the the, the three matches, I, I think was very 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 clever. Um, and um, he he didn't overwork anybody too early in the season. And um, but you know I I I would be very happy because let's face it. Uh, Sheehan and Carbert are such huge players for Limerick, such immense players for Limerick. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, you know, again the other night in the McGrath Cup final, they were again to the fore, you know. So, um, but um, uh, I, I I think, you know, um, he, he's going to, I, I think if, if, if there's, there are to be newcomers or if there are to be debutants, I think it will be two at the most. Now, your your point about Paul Maher and and Gordon Brown is, is absolutely correct. I, I I think now they they were they were tried out and they were tried out as attackers, um. But you know I can understand why why the manager would want to be doing something like that. One hundred percent, yeah. To, yeah, to see what you know, to see exactly what he what his resources are all about. 
Um, but I think there are far more natural defenders. Um, it'll be very, very interesting, Jack. Um, um, like we are low to, to um, speculate on what team that John Kyrie would name in any particular week. Um, I, 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 I think we have to see what the thought process of, of Ray Dimsey is after three, three games, three very useful games in the McGrath Cup as he heads into a huge challenge up in Derry. Yeah, I, I think you know the likes of um, Paul and those lads that have moved into the into the forwards, Killian Ryan are, are well able to play in the forwards. But I personally, I just rather see them coming from deep. It's something to it's something to do with the individual. It's more the game style. But obviously, Ray knows a lot better than us. But I just think Limerick looked a bit blunt in attack that maybe more bodies inside in the inside line um, could be beneficial, especially against a team like Derry that will defend the numbers and defend very well. But um. Will I, I will the ask three you to play, call the three players? The three players that 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 um we are we are talking about Jack that that will not be available. We'll say, um, Dara Tracy, um, um, Brian Donovan and Hugh Burke. Like they they're three star ones. They, they they the three of those would be shooing all day, you mm. know. So they are a big loss, but it's it's it, it, it's giving other players an opportunity um to put their hands up and step up to the mark. Yeah, and a couple, and, a couple of takes You know, to give us a sense of 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 of, of what the, the the type of quality that's in the entire panel. Yeah, and there is, there is there is plenty of quality in the panel, but there's obviously an awful lot of quality in the in the dairy setup. If you were going to call it um the game on Saturday, can Limerick start off with a win or will will Derry get the win to, to, to kick off their league campaign? I honestly think it's going to be very, very difficult for Limerick, Jack, if I'm yeah. honest. You know, we've we've got to be pragmatic. Um, but I, I, I think Limerick will give one hell of a performance. Yeah, I think there's certain and, games... Uh, like Red Dimsey, that's what he'll be hoping for, one hell of a performance and see where it takes him. Yeah, I think there's, there's certain games in the league they'll target the likes of Louth, um, Mees, Cork, Clare. And then yeah. your your Dublin, your Kildare, your Derry are kind of your free hit games, you know. And to start off, it'll be a good benchmark. But I, I'd agree with you there. It'll be extremely difficult, no doubt. And I do think Derry, with home, van- home advantage, with that experience, playing in Crow Park last year, you know, narrowly losing out to, to Galway in an all semi final. They just, they're further down the road. I do think um, Derry will, will pick up the win there. On the grander scheme of things, the two to come out of um, Division 2, if you were to call it, before a ball is kicked? I think the two we're talking about, Jack. Dublin and Derry. The Limerick's first two opponents. Yeah, and I suppose Jack, that makes it very... But I, 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 would say, I, I would say this, Jack. Watch Cork. Mm, and, and Kildare. I, like... I think Cork's. I, I, I think before before the league, I think Kildare, Derry, and Dublin. You would have said are, are much above the rest of the teams. But I suppose after the McGrath Cup, you'd probably think Cork are edging towards that upper echelon. And Clare have shown they're a very strong Division Two side. So there probably is a top tier, a middle tier, and a bottom tier. But as long as Limerick get avoid that bottom two in their first year in Division Two, they can work towards then moving up the table like a side like Clare. Have done in recent like, years. Jack, but... uh, we, 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 we get a sense of what Cork are all about and indeed what Meath are all about because they're meeting in Park Lukeve on Sunday. Now, hmm. when, they, when they met last year, um, 
Meath had a very big win above in Navin. So um, I, I, I'm fancying Cork to turn, it, turn that around and get off to a, a very good start. Um, of course, it'll be Colomore Rook's first league game as, as manager of Meath and all that, that will the hype, the hype that will be going with that. But um, we'll get a sense of what Cork are all about, Jack, I, I, I think. And, and by extension, you know, um, we've we, we, we sort of being able to bin, having benchmarked ourselves against Cork in the McGrath Cup final. It'll give us a sense of the type of challenge that we are facing as well, you know. Yeah, it'll be an in, it'll be an interesting game, but that's three o'clock on Saturday and Owen Big for anyone that that's making that long journey up to Derry. With the best look to to Ray and his side against a very formidable Derry outfit. Uh, over the weekend, sticking with football and moving over to the ladies' game, um, a comprehensive win for uh, Graham Shine's side over the weekend. In Kilkenny, 4-13 to two points. Um, I suppose you can only beat what's in front of you, Matt. And that's certainly what Limerick did. Uh, a couple of goals from Andrea Sullivan in the first half. Good to see her back. And a couple of goals in from Cathy Mee in the second half. Um, she was a second half replacement, but I'd imagine come championship, she'll be on the starting team. But a lot of Davidons giving out. A lot of new players getting their names on the score sheet. Um would be a positive day overall, I think, for Limerick to start the league. And we had said the importance of starting with a win, and that's what they got. Probably would have rather a bit stronger opposition. But, you know, a trip to Kilkenny is never going to be easy, and, and Limerick got, got through it with minimal fuss. Yeah, I suppose the only banana skin in it, Jack, um, on Sunday was the whole romance. I saw the game. Um, was was the whole romance of Kilkenny coming back into the leagues for the first time since 2019, and um, uh, to, I, I think the the, the kindest um, description I can give of it or that I can think of is uh, a gross mismatch. Okay. And and that's what it was, and um, I, I I think Kilkenny can be in no doubt whatsoever about the scale of the challenge that they have on, on, on returning to the league. But having said that, it, it is great to see them back. But like 4.30 to two points is, is Jack, is only part of the story. Um, that was 17 scores for Limerick. When I tell you that they, got, they had 18 wides, in other yeah. words, they had fifth, less than 50% conversion rate, which is something that Graham Shine will be worried about. And, and I have no doubt we'll be working on it because Limerick have a free weekend this weekend and are not involved again until they travel to Wicklow, which which will be the opposite end of the scale from Kilkenny because Wicklow are, are an intermediate team and, and were relegated from Division 3 last year. But you're right in what you say that that, that uh, Limerick could only play what was put in front of him. And the, the question about Cathy Mee, um, Cathy Mee was ill during the week and, and was very, very doubtful. And I suppose it was merciful for Kilkenny um, that she was none from the start, you know, because absolutely she 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 picked up. And we were calling last year and we were feeling that last year she was probably, it was probably one of her best years ever in the Limerick jersey. And yeah. um, from what I saw and the evidence that I saw on Sunday, anyway, it's going to be more of the same. But what a return for Andrea Sullivan. She had a goal and two points up in the first four minutes. She hit the crossbar, she hit the netting, and she forced a fine save um, from the Kilkenny goalkeeper, Neil Sheedy. So, like, and uh, Limerick hit the crossbar a couple of times. 
But right from the start, Jack, then we came, uh, it, it, it was a complete new look uh, and a debutant half forward line of Kate Kennedy, Laura Stack, who I thought was very, very, very good, and Ellie Wolf, who was hugely busy. And um, they, they, they were among three debutants that, 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 that were on the team. Chloe Brosnan, well, they, they, there were four debutants in the forwards from the start. Those three and and Chloe and Chloe Brosnan. Now over the course of the game, Jack and I, I have a small bit of a difficulty against this, and you'll say, "Go away, you all traditionalist, um, you're 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 guffawing and uh, again about nothing." When when I say that this whole thing of introducing as many subs as players on the at the start, I'm not a fan. Okay. Limerick introduced about at least twelve subs, I think. During the course of the game, but of course it's in accordance with the rules. Oh know? yeah, yeah, I know. I I understand what you're saying. Um, but especially when uh, it's there's such a, a big margin, it might look somewhat disrespectful. But I suppose it's respectful towards the players that are training, and it allows Graham Shine to see as many players as possible. Because I think it's fair to say there won't be as easy of a challenge in the remaining games in the league. They are going to get more difficult from here on in. So it's good to blood those. There's new players, but you know, as we said, the main thing was to get the win. They did that. They they have something to work on as well, which is important in the in the wide. Well, they have they have like because um it's it's hugely important in a way. It might be a blessing that the conversion rate was so low, in that it, that that it exposed the frailty in the team, um and it, it's something that they will have to work on. But Jack, if you ask me, where are Limerick Arras? Wait until they play Wicklow. Yeah, and we will we we won't dwell on that game with Kilkenny too much longer now because they had a job to do. They went out and got the job done. They did it fairly comprehensively. But February twelfth, you know, against Wicklow is probably where they can lay down their benchmark. But a good start, good solid start from Graham Shine and his side. They can only beat what was in front of him. Oh, I, I, look, he, he'll be happy about an awful lot of things, but he will be happy that a, that shot, that certain shortcomings were exposed and could give. Yeah, him, it, it's good. He, it's, he, he, he initially, when I was speaking with him last week, wasn't that happy about the idea that we had a free Sunday this week. But I, 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 I think that what he has seen in Kilkenny, that that he he, he would be quite happy. Of course, um, <coughs> three players: Alva Geary, uh, sorry, Alva Quaid, um, Roshin Breedy, and Cam O'Leary um, were, were were missing, and. Um, it, 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 it was, you know, we, we had Debbie Murphy making her first start, I think, with Limerick Ladies Football. Now, she made a cameo appearance last year for a debut, but the amount of energy, Jack, that she brought to the whole proceedings, um, it, it's just what we expect from that that Murphy O'Leary axis. But, um, oh, geez, Jack, she covered so much ground. And um, it will be very, very interesting when Miss O'Leary is back in back among them and see if she's starting against Wicklow. Yeah, we've, we've seen it down the years from one again. It's the reason why they've won three out of the last four county titles. But a good start for Limerick um, in the in the National Ladies Football League and, and please God they can continue that against Wicklow. But it'll be a sterner test, but we'll look forward to that uh, when they're playing the weekend of the 12th of February. Also in action over the weekend was the Hurlers. They were below in Tralee against Kerry. Again, a, a fairly one-sided game. I think it's it's fair to say um, finished 25 points to nine. 
it, it was close for the first 20 minutes. I think it's fair to say Kerry gave as good as they got. I think it was it was four all. Um, Owen Ross got his second score. Two nice long-range scores, but I think Limerick scored the next eight points to move 12-4 ahead. It was 13-5 at the break and never really looked troubled from there on in. Um, I know that we're going to we're going to touch more on individual players because there wasn't much to take from the game, but like there wasn't really much to take from the game. I think it's fair to say I'm trying to think of a way to, to flower it up, but it, Limerick got the job done. I don't think they'll learn a whole lot from it. Uh, Jack, there's no sugar coating it. This was a dead rubber game. It was you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, you know, and, it, it 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 was one of those contests, but it 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 gave John Kiley an opportunity um, to see players in an inter-county setting and to give um, a very valuable game time to some of 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 his fringe players as as he mulls over uh, the team that he will name to go to Cork for the first round of the league on on Saturday week. Mm. Um, but uh, as as a game, Jack, I would say it was probably an uneventful. Which you know, it, it was a classical, classical dead rubber. Um, but Limerick went through the motions, but it went through them pretty well. And um, yeah, uh, we, we had debutants like uh, Jimmy Jimmy Quilty, who I, I who I thought did quite well. Um, there were one or two more that made a, a first start for for Conor O'Grady. Conor O'Grady has made two appearances now. Will probably be happy with himself. And. Um, <coughs> You, you you just had a you know a few things like that but one player that stood out for me in Cork and stood out for me and again in 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 Austin Stack Park was 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 Matt Quinlan uh Jack I I, I, I taught him I you know it, it's 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 I'm so glad and I think we, we we spoke about this in the in the last couple of weeks ago about him and um like I, he's he's a player I'm glad to see getting his chance. And I, I, I tell you, he, he, I, I thought over the two games he considerably enhanced his reputation. Oh, 100%. Now, Colin Coughlin coming on and getting four points. Now, we know what Colin Coughlin is all about. You know, just a fantastic player, an All-Ireland winner on the field in, 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 in 2020. And um, he, he's, he's a guy that's, that's going to be knocking on John Kiley's door for a place um, uh, go, going forward. Yeah, I, firstly, on Mark, you know, from seeing him with that double winning um, Garrison minor side, you know, you said the talent was always there, but he's been hampered with injuries. I think he started against Kerry last year, and that's all we saw of him. He went off within the first 15 minutes, Paddy Lachlan replaced, and we didn't see him again. So it's brilliant to see Mark back. He definitely has all the talent. You know, he got three points from play. Colin Coughlin got four from play. Now, to be fair to Colin, he was completely unmarked for nearly all of them, but he did, he, you know, he scored from well inside his own half. And with Dermot Burns away for, I don't know how many rounds Dermot's going to be gone for. You'd imagine he's going to be gone for the first couple, if not maybe the, the bones of the league. There is a place in that half-back line, you know, for one of those lads. There's obviously players behind him, you know, more probably more established players. You could have Kyle back there or Dan could move out there. But, you know, these new players are taking their chances when they're being afforded to them. Uh, yeah, but you you two guys they are putting up their hand for Demerit's number five j- j- shirt, you know. Um, yeah, a weighty shirt to be wearing. And, and you're right, he said. And and look, my thinking is not conditioned at all, Jack, by the fact that Mark Quinlan got three points and Colin Coughlin got four. 
and talking about their performance overall. And I, I, I thought Matt Quinlan laid down a marker, particularly in Parker in the previous week. Yeah, he's he's a very comfortable player. He's the sort of you know wing back that will accept the ball wherever he is. I, I, there was a few times he was back to the sideline. And there was Cork players surrounding him, but he was very—he was a willing outlet, and he gives it off quickly. You know, he's—he's he's a fine hurler. Like he's a very good hurler in the fact that he's very comfortable on the ball. He's a brilliant striker. He's good vision. You know, he—he's our modern day the wing back. Was there anyone else that kind of stood out for you in these games? Because outside of Dan Morrissey, Daryl Donovan, and Dave Reedy, none of the rest of the Munster hurling league players even featured in last year's All Ireland final. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, dare we say it again or dare we mention it again against Cork, I thought uh, Shane O'Brien. Um, yeah. Like, and um, we we can rightly point with certain justification to say we told you so. <laughs> um, because, um, yeah, I, 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 I thought Shane O'Brien definitely put down a marker, Jack. Um, um, you're talking about a young player here. Um, a young player that, Jack... Um, I is it a fact was he eligible for um Hartley Cup again this year? Uh well he's 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 gone from school. He's gone from school, but I was told last last weekend in Kilmallock when I was out at the Hartley Cup game that if they only had Shane O'Brien who was eligible again this year. So you you you're talking about a very young player, Jack, who has <coughs> who has we saw how seamlessly he made the transition from underage to see in a hurling in the Limerick Championship. And were it not for that injury that blighted him against against Dune, um, which I think a small bit derailed his season. Um, but and now he has made the same transition from underage inter-county to senior inter-county. You know, I, I, I didn't think he looked one bit out of place. Another player, of course, Jack, that that um and you 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 have been waxing lyrical about him last year, and rightly so. Was I thought we had a couple of very very tidy performances in the Munster League by Fergal O'Connor. Yeah, that's who I would be probably pointing to if I was to pick out one individual from the Munster Harland League. Um, I'm not really surprised to be honest, but again, a player that is fighting for a position that is probably somewhat open at the moment in the fact that Mike Casey um, probably won't be there for the start of the league. Now he he'll have Rich English to. To cope with, but the the fact that you know Sean Finn and Barry Nash are almost guaranteed championship starters, they might be rested during the league. There there is an opening back there now. Aaron Aaron Costello in the other corner was exceptionally good. He's probably more of an out and out defender. He did manage to get a point and he played midfield for Kilmallock. But I think one on one defending, there's very few as good as Aaron. But I think Fergal is probably a more complete hurler. You know he is well plays midfield for his club, but he he's probably more. Accustomed to getting on the score sheet, and again a, a modern a modern type hurler. But I think Fergal was very good. Kieran Barry played a wing back for the full game against Cork. Played a wing back for the first half against Kerry, and then went in the corner back. And again, you know he was he was very solid. Did nothing wrong. Very composed at the ball. Again, I think you have to be composed at the ball in 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 modern day hurling, but. There was a couple of lads in defence. I thought that that really stood out. The forwards probably probably found it a bit more tough to get going. Michal Hulan got a quick fire brace, but was yeah. relatively quite outside of that. Conor Grady got his two scores, but again didn't do much outside of that. Barry Murphy got on the score sheet, but I think he just found it tougher. And I think the backs 
were where we saw a lot of improvement in the Munster Hurling League. Yeah, Kieran Barry did uh, had 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 a decent Munster League. Um, it, it it was great to see Pat Ryan back. Um, mm. uh, I, I I think he might be a small bit short of inter-county level at this stage, but that will come, mm. and 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 come quickly. And um, if you allow me, Jack, to be parochial um, for just one minute, um, uh, in the race to succeed Barry Hennessy as, I suppose, standing goal guard, deputy to Nicky Quaid, uh, my own club mate, um, David McCarthy, kept two clean sheets in, 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 the, in, in the Monster League. I, I know he, he, he made way for Jamie Power. Um, an All-Ireland winner with Monlean to come on in the closing stages against Kerry. But, you know, there, there, are, there are a lot of positives there, an awful lot of positives. But um, how, how many of the new faces that, that we saw during the Munster League will make their way into the team for Saturday week in Cork, Jack? I we'll suspect to very few. Speculate. Yeah, we'll have to speculate on that one next week. But... To finish I, Ireland, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not being premature now, but if, in, in, in summation to what we've seen in 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 in, in Tralee, I, I suspect very few. Yeah, and I I think it's fair to give those lads. You know, they got their break after the holiday. They'll be, you know, they'll be raring to go. Um, they'll be raring to go this week. Um, as they prepare for Cork, and you know, Cork is is always a big one as a Munster derby. But we'll. We'll leave the speculating to next you, week. Jack, you, you, you must remember, if, 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 you, if you look at this universally and globally now, um, when, when they may kick off their, their National League campaign on Saturday week, um, it's not much more than 10 weeks to the months to see in the Hurling Championship. Yeah, no, it's it's a very quick turnaround. And those players will be looking to, to get going with a bang. But I think Limerick so, last year... Can, have I think a lot of the big ones will be rolled out, and I think you might see you might see cameo appearance from Keane Lynch. That that sort of thing, you know. But look, that's for next week, Jack. Yeah, that is for next week. But it'll be it'll be exciting times to to see those guys playing. We obviously have a share of them playing Fitzgibbon and Sigerson at, at the moment, and we, we'll we'll go to Sigerson first because you well played last night. They beat um, Carlo IT or SCTU Carlo as as it's now called. Fairly comprehensively, I think it was four ten to one eight. It finished there into um, the quarterfinals. Now they were shocked last week by TU Dublin, but they've responded in kind. MTU Corker into the quarterfinals, um, and so are TU Dublin, DCU, University of Galway, and St Mary's. And two more joining tonight. UCC will play Queens, and Ulster University will play UCD. It was good to see John Hayes was on the scoreboard again um, yesterday. He was brought on after about three quarters of an hour. A good outing from John again, but yeah, um, probably limited Limerick um, involvement. Tommy Griffin was playing for Carlo IT actually. He got a goal, but his his side were were well dominated. He's another one now that can come back into the Limerick fold. Their campaign is over. He'll be a boost to to Ray Dempsey and other presence in there around and the middle John, third. John Hayes will probably be added to it, you know, because yeah, um, I would, Ray Dempsey I would in the say, aftermath of the, the, the game in Mallow against Cork was at pains to say that the panel was opening, that he was asked specifically about John Hayes. Yeah, and I would he, say he that you will. Certainly, I, 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 as a fan of John Hayes, as I would be expecting that he will be back in the panel. Or he yeah, will I be think... in, on the panel because he's yet to make his debut. 
Yeah, it's a strange one. It's a strange one, but I think UL will go far. I know they lost the TUD, but I think they will be gunning for a final, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him there. That'll be John gone for another few weeks. But um, you know, it, look, we'll we'll keep we'll keep in touch with the, the UL contingent as they go along. But they're into a quarter final. They recovered from the TUD defeat in style last night. Got four goals. Um, Kieran Downs got a couple. He's a clear senior. And McMahon is captain. He's a clear senior. He kicked, I think, five from play. So, um, very, very solid team you all have this year. Obviously, no David Clifford, but they've uh, plenty of other fellas stepping up in the absence of, I think, the greatest player of all time. I think we can say now. But moving on to Fitzgibbon Cup, we're recording this on Wednesday. This afternoon, we'll have uh, Mary Eye against DCU out in Mary Eye. That's at one o'clock. This will probably be out just after that. But, um, Mary, I obviously have uh, Jason Galan in goals. He started last week. They got a draw against Carlo. So that means a win today will be enough for them. Um, Mary, I have, have a number of good players. It's probably what they're surrounded with wouldn't be as good as, we'd say, a UL. But there's some fine hurdlers there in Mary. I, DCU will always bring a good challenge. Um, but you'll be hopeful for them. But I think a lot of the Limerick attention will be on Thursday evening. Um, when we have UL versus TUS, we haven't seen twos yet. We saw UL last week and going through their team, they have a luxury of stars, which we did last week. But it'll be interesting to see twos against them last year. I think they were well, I think it was 530 to 114 or something like that. But they have a nice few players in their squad. Um, from Limerick, they have a couple of Hirschig, they have two from KP. I know Kyle Downs would be one of their standout players, whether he can play or not now. I'd imagine he'll be starting for Limerick this weekend against Derry, so he mightn't be allowed to play. They've Sean Barry as well. They've Aaron Shanahan from Clare. They've, I think, Seymour from Tipperary. They've a, they've a decent squad, but they are going into the lines then when they play UL on Thursday. They are, I'm sure. UL, um, it, it, the, the permutation is quite simple. If you UL win it, they're straight through to the quarterfinal, and um, um, it, 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 it will give... It will give um, uh, TUS quite a considerable challenge then to make and make it through and so they will face an all out. Um, I think AT, ATU Galway the other side in that group, aren't they? Yeah, UL beat them for or two twenty three to two ten last week. So um, mm. I think for for um, for twos they know that it doesn't tonight's result doesn't really matter as long as they win next week. But at the same time, you're not going out to lose any games. But I think it's a, it'll be a tough challenge for twos in UL tomorrow evening. Yeah, and then notwithstanding, it is a local derby and all that sort of thing and bragging rights in the city and all that. But uh, it's very, very hard to see beyond UL and, the, and, and that particular one, Jack. Yeah, I think the fact that Colin Coughlin didn't start very well um, goes to show just how... Strong of a squad they had. They have Mark Quinlan in their squad as well. He didn't play at all. Rory Duff didn't play at all. Um, Brian O'Grady isn't back to fitness yet. So they have a phenomenally good team. And Adam English. Yeah. Um, they have a phenomenally good team. So it's very yeah. hard to see where where they'll be beaten um, as they go for a two in a row. But we, again, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the and if it's given and see how the Limerick teams are going. Yeah, now, Jerome Byland featured for UCC, Jack. In the... Yeah. In that win over Minute and um, um, like it, it's a star-studded UCC squad, just like just like um, just like the UL squad. But 
you know, at halftime, um, UCC led by six points. And just before halftime, Minute um, had a player sent off um, for a second yellow. And and um, um, immediately after halftime, Conor Cahalan, who's a Cork singer, um, extended the UCC lead. And um, they seemed to completely go off the rails, Jack. And coming up to the closing stages, Philip Blanchfield sent over an equaliser um, for Minute University, for 14-man university. Um, Minute. Now, Billy Drennan, you recall yeah. him in last year's All-Ireland final for Kilkenny against Limerick. He got eight points from Minute. Now, they, they, they were a decent Minute side, but um, it, 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 it fell to Niall O'Leary, um, who, who normally plays full-back and played full-back the other night. Um uh, for back for Cork and Shane Barrett, who was outstanding, and um, to come up with two late points to rescue it for, for for college, you know. So, yeah, on the on the main news, University Lachlan McHale came on just a couple of days after winning All Ireland. I'd imagine yeah. that the fact that he came on so soon after winning All Ireland that he could be um, starting this weekend or this week for main news. But they did give did a very um, credible effort against UCC. But you know, they did, they did like, and and. Um, yeah, like, but you know, we we tend to write off um, uh, Minute College because they haven't made a huge impact in the past. But that that's that's all changing, you know. Um, uh, definitely, they 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 are they are not a bad side. Uh, they are not a bad side, but they they came damn close to putting one in on UCC. So you 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 UCC have a fair task in their hands now. They have to go to. They have to go to Belfield in 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 the in the third round, and um, we have Minute and UCD this this particular week. Now that that will be a very very interesting game. It will it's just the mention of Billy Drennan's name brings back memories of that All Ireland final last year where Limerick mm-hmm. came you know so close to completing a perfect summer for Lim- for Limerick hurling in many mm-hmm. regards. But a fine player, um, and it's good to see those players in action um, for their colleges, but. As I said, Mary I are on today at one o'clock against um, DCU. They can book their place in the quarterfinals. So can UL on Thursday evening. But a win for two would really blow up that group. Um, I'd imagine if, if two are to beat UL, they'll probably want to beat ATU and that that would allow UL to get through. But last year, I think um, UL hammered twos and then twos responded with a win over TUD to go through to the quarters. So I would imagine it'll probably follow something similar moving from colleges to schools it may not check it may not because uh um wouldn't want wouldn't want to underestimate um the galway side because they have so many uh oh, galway well, players I'm and number 21s with galway you know you, um a uh, holding team coming out of galway um I'm, you know i'm not to be written off jack no, I know, I know, I know that I, I don't think they will, but hopefully, hopefully, from a Limerick point of view, that will be the case. Um, into the schools hurling, then, obviously, over the weekend, we had um, a disappointing result in that Cashel beat um, Arts Colerich in the Hearts Cup semi final over over the course of the hour. I think Cashel deserved to win. Um, I think Arts Colerich probably have the better players and some nice players for the future. Didn't really get going in in a manner that we know that they could. Obviously, we're all Iron Champions last year. A huge turnover of players, but if some key players still remain, but they were beaten by Cashel and being all Tipperary um, 
Hartley Cup final, but it's not all. It's all not all lost for Limerick. There's a a share of sides in finals that you will run us through now. Yeah, I I, I was at the the Art School game, and um, it, the result was very very disappointing. Um, it was riveting stuff, Jack, and that was so close um, throughout, and um, with with, with the, the the result and the you know and the outcome and the balance um, right through, but. Um, uh, you know, it was nothing more than we expected because in, in the group stages they had met in Capamore, and I think you were at that particular game, Jack. It was, yeah. And and um, uh, you saw that that um, um, Ardscott had to rely on a late goal from Shane Shane Gleason uh, to win that particular game. Um, but it was nip and tuck throughout, and and um, it it it. it um, John O'Keefe sent over a late equaliser. It looked as if 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 um, if we were absolutely nailed on for extra time, and somehow I would have fancied Art School in extra time. Um, but then uh, the referee threw in the ball about what twenty-five meters maybe from the Art School goal. There was a mad scramble, and Gerard Dwyer, who was centre back for um, for um, um, Cashel. He, a powerful man and a powerful hurler came up with it and he offloaded it to, to Andrew Daly and he, he put over his fourth point of the game. Of course, he, he was an All-Ireland winner with Tipperary in 2022 and he got four points and um, he caused, um, in fairness throughout the game, he, he caused um, he, he caused Art School quite a bit of problems, uh, as, as, you, as you would imagine. Um, but it, it was that close, Jack, Um Fierce disappointing result. I'm convinced, and maybe um, I might be totally wrong that had it gone to extra time, um, I, I would have fancied I, I would have fancied Art School, um, but it, it 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 wasn't to be, and um, and basically the defeat means that um, of the four um, colleges championships, um, senior hurling championships, A, B, and C and D. It it, it, it it is the only final now, the Hartley Cup final, um, which of course is the big one, is 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 the only final without a Limerick representation. Yeah. Like it, Castle, Castle Tri College over the weekend beat high school Clanmel. And um they 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 are in the B final against against Hamilton High School from Bandon, who defeated um a charitable squad, a charitable team and squad that included no fewer than nine players um, from Limerick and um, who uh, Evan Dillon from Effen was, was I think, their leading scorer. Um, they beat him by three points. And um, um, other than that, you could say it was um, a one and a half Limerick final had charitable qualified, uh, but they didn't. Um, uh, now in the in the in the C grade, um, uh, Salishan College Palace Kenry defeated um, um, Hazelwood College uh, Drum in in in, sure. in 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 an All Limerick semi final, and um, they will now face Mitchellstown CBS in the final. It's a Mitchellstown CBS squad that includes no fewer than thirteen players. From recently crowned All Ireland champions Bally Giblin, but there, yeah. there there are only two or three actually on the starting team, and it includes one player 
um, one player from Gary Spillane in, in, in the squad. Um, but other than that, it's an all Cork squad. And that, that game is, is scheduled at the moment for next Saturday week in Kilmallock at 12 o'clock. So that, that will be a very, very interesting final. And of course, the D final has already been won by Colostin and Throker or Akil, who beat Colostin where I've gone smaller in Blarney yeah. or whatever they are. So um, look, had our skull reach, um, got through, it, 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 it would have made for a clean sweep of Limerick teams in the college's final, which, Jack, is a big, big change from 15 years ago when we were clutching at straws, trying to get representation or trying to make progress in these competitions. It it just gives you a sense of the level of progress and the level of activity that's going on in our colleges yeah, there's, there's the brilliant, county. There's brilliant work being done all over and it's bearing the fruits and mm. As we said last week, a lot of these players will go on to represent Limerick and please God keep the, the current momentum going. Um, I suppose moving into the, the Junior B Munster final uh, this Saturday at 2 o'clock in Kalidi. Uh, Bruff, the, the Limerick champions, are going to be taking on a well-known team from from Tipperary, Turles Sars, in a, looking for a provincial final. Um you know that we've you've spoken at length about the the importance of the Kalidi series, but a chance in the Munster final doesn't come along too often, and that's what's presented itself for Brough. And they've shown so far not only in Limerick but in their semi final, they're they're well able for for this level of hurling. Um, there's a lot of good work being done in Brough, obviously reaching the Premier Intermediate final, but now all focus will be on this Junior B game, and it's one that you certainly can look forward to. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to going out there on Saturday, you know, Jack, and you say I've spoken a lot about Kadidi in the past and, you know, I'll continue to speak about him because I'm in awe of the, I'm in awe not just of the concept of the competition, but the manner in which they run it year in, year out, Jack. It's, and, and just to see the year on year, the upgrading of their facilities, that their facilities at Park Eden now are just absolutely second to none and, the, the, the organization for these games, not just for the provincial final series, but even from the first round, is, is, is just simply phenomenal. Yes, Brough are in, in, in the final. It's Brough's third time, actually, Jack, being in the competition. They were previously in it in 2013 and 20, again in 2017 and didn't win a game in it. And so when they, when they, when they beat Six Mile Bridge in, in, in the semi final recently, I was down at it. Um, they broke their duck in that regard, and um, like they, 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 they hopefully drive on now. Brough on, on, on Saturday are bidding to become the fifth Limerick team to win out the competition since it was inaugurated in 2005. The previous winners were Brewery, um, St. Mary's, Ratkeel, Temple Lantern, and Capamore. Capamore being the most recent, I think, as recently as 2018 when they were beaten in the final, when they were beaten in the All Ireland final. Uh, by Eilgate and Brian and um, um, Gary Spillane were the most recent to reach the final but they were beaten in the final now Tullus Sarsfields are in the final for a third time which is which is phenomenal so um, no matter what happens on, on, on Saturday evening a new a new name will go on the Fitzmaurice Cup um, on the Michael Fitzmaurice Cup um, and of course, from a Limerick perspective, we're hoping that it will be Brough. Now, Roger Mulqueen and um, his his backroom team have have done, done a great great job 
in 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 um, with this prof team over the last couple of years. They were runners up in the county uh, during a B final last year, and something I think that you love, Jack, when one year's runners up become winners the following year. Um, yeah. uh, they 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 went one better. They went one better this year. So um. Um, like you're right, they won the they won the the Limerick Under 19 Premier Hurling Championship when they beat Bonaline in a cracker out in Carrickandish in August. I was at it. Now Dermot Dinnehy, um, who was captain that evening, got a fantastic goal late in the game, and he he turned up to be the key man in the semi-final win over Six Mile Bridge when he won the man of the match. And uh, got a couple of very important. He got a goal and a couple of very important scores. So he he, he would be one, and there'd be about two or three more. I think James Callanan would be another that that would have featured in the um, that would have featured in that game. Um, but they have a bit of experience too, Jack. Of course, um, uh, you go back to the heartbreak of 2014 when they were beaten by a point in the Munster Club's intermediate final by Kappa Quinn, and. Um, a couple of players that featured that day were Keen Madden, who's captain of the the junior B team at the moment, and uh, and um, actually Tony Burke. They're the two survivors from that, and Tony is vice captain, um, vice captain for Saturday. But and um, they have a very good blend of, of of youth and experience. There's been a lot of good work going on for a long, long time in Bluff Jack, and um, it, it, it you know it, this may be their day to step out in the sun, and um, it, it's it's going to be difficult because. Um, the tallest Asfield squad includes one certain Ger Redzer O'Grady, <laughs> who we all remember from his heroics with uh, with the Tipperary senior hurling team. Um, so he he's he he's going to need a certain amount of attention on 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 um, Saturday. But 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 looking at it, Jack, and, and looking at the semi final, I think um, uh, we spoke about uh, Limerick ladies footballers. Um, you know, being 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 wavered in their shooting into Kenny last week, and uh, and that particular semi-final win over Six Mile Bridge, Bruff shot thirteen wides to Six Mile Bridge's four. So like um, that 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 will not be lost on Roger Mulqueen and and his 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 management team, and obviously they they will have been working on it in in, in the last couple of weeks, and they've had three weeks to work on it. So I think you'll see a much much sharper. Um, um, Bruff team on, on, on Saturday Plus it was Bruff's first game In the competition and they were playing against The Six Mile Bridge team who already had an outing In the competition against St. Brendan's from Kerry So I'm very very hopeful Jack that, that we might be lauding um, a, a Bruff win on, on, on Saturday That they'll become the fifth team uh, From the county to lift the mighty Fitzmaurice Cup Yeah please God that's the goal I suppose You've said it all there. All we can say is a best of luck to Bruff and, and hopefully they can be returning to Limerick with uh, the Munster Trophy. But again, uh, well done to, to Kalidi for organising it and best of luck to, to both teams on the day um, in Kalidi. Before we go, we, we touched on it earlier on, Matt, and it's not really a Limerick matter, but the, the All-Ireland Club football final between uh, Kilmacud and the Glen. Kilmacud won one eleven to one nine. Um, the Glen were attacking late on, and they didn't get the goal. And you know, watching the game, you would have thought no more. And I, I presume many people then flicked over to Arsenal versus Man United. But 
in the meantime, it came out a picture emerged. I just checked my phone after the soccer and I saw the picture of some has 16 Kilmacud players on it and, and some have 17 on it. Now, I think that's Paul Mannion leaving the field and he's very far right. He's having no bearing, but there was definitely 16 in around the goal area when the Glen had their final attack and it came out, you know, that that was the case. There was no Photoshop. That's what happened. And then there was wonderings would there be appeals or what would the Glen do or what would Kilmacud do and what would the GA do? And it appears the GA have put the ball in the Glen's court, even though there is a ruling for it. And it, then it's, it seemed like last night the Glen did launch an appeal and it looks like we'll have a replay. But from your, from your, your from watching the game, Matt, and all that's come out since, what, what did you make of the whole scenario? Because it, it's just, it's pretty messy, I think is fair to say. Messy, I think, Jack, is a compliment. It's an absolute disgrace. That has been a clear violation of one of the, uh, basic regulations of the GAA and they've washed their hands of it. It's an yeah. absolute disgrace and have <coughs> put the put put the onus back on on on, on Derry to lead the way in in the quest for justice. I, yeah. I, I I think there's some when I hear them going on guffawing about this, that and the other thing, and we have we have a basic regulation like that and it's breached on all Ireland final day. But breached any day. But on All Ireland final day, and they choose, you know, to pass the book on to the club to do something about it. Yeah, I think I, I think what you're saying it's very unfair on the Glen because obviously there's going to be a certain certain percentage of the population that will think it's unfair from the Glen because who's to know if they would have scored if there's only fifty on fifteen? Probably not in all likelihood. But it should never have come back to the club. You know, no. as you said, when you've a rule in there, it should just be enforced and take it out of the club's hands. But as you said, they've washed their hands with it. It's just not a good look for anyone involved. And that it's gone, that we're recording here at Wednesday, that there's still no official word. Now, it does seem like the Glen have lodged that appeal, which is they're well within their rights to do so. But you'd imagine Kilmacud would probably have celebrated Sunday. There would have been murmurings Monday, Tuesday. But they still have no clarification on it. Um, it's just gone too far for an organization that we love and recommend. Absolutely, so that, that we absolutely love. And you, you, you're right there when you're touching it. It's it, it's it, it's unfair to both sides, in in many senses. In that, um, uh, Kilmacoda probably celebrating winning the All Ireland, and and suddenly the rug will be pulled from from under them. But whilst if if, if the GA had tackled the situation on Sunday evening, um. We, we, we would have avoided an awful lot of adverse publicity, let's say, Jack, um, that the GA has attracted over over the re, over recent weeks, uh, or sorry, over the recent couple of days, um, due, due to the anomalous situation that there is. And all right, yes, you know, you, you have your rule and it's up to the club. Um, but this, this should not be the situation. Should not be the situation. And Jake, this comes back to what Hobby Hossamayan, the clubs, the grassroots have been disenfranchised in the decision making of the GA. Yeah, no, we've we've gone through the length here on this podcast, and I suppose when it comes out in a national well, You're not going to get a rant out of me, Jack. You're not going to get a rant. All those rants, um, I'm I'm tired of them. They've tried it this day, so no, 
But um, yeah. um, I'm, I'm making the point very, very, very clear. It's a clearly an anomalous situation that hasn't been badly handled. Hasn't been handled at all. Yeah. Like straight away when this thing came to light, it should have been dealt with within hours. And take yeah, all they, the they, take all the uncertainty out of it. The, the, the first narrative that was going around um, would kill McCord Crokes offer a replay. We have that thing going on. After winning yeah. in All Ireland, did you offer a replay if you hadn't? Uh, if you could avoid doing it, I even nonsense. Yeah, like I was talking to one of the lads last night, and trying to see if it was me, and it was my club. You, you definitely, you'd be looking for the replay but it's a lot easier said when you're not in the scenario and there'll obviously be a lot of bad publicity around the Glen and if they actually go if there is a replay and they win you know people might refer to it as a Ted title or a title with an asterisk so it should have just been taken out of their hands straight away there's a ruling there there was evidence there they should have been told Sunday evening as you said there's going to be a replay <laughs> hold your horses and your celebrations or your drowning your sorrows but I just wanted to get your your opinion on it Matt because to me, it just didn't really seem that right. And I, I think it's fair to say most I think, of the population... I think, I think, Jack, you were expecting a, a longer rant. Well, I, I, I know. I, I don't. I wasn't expecting a rant as such, but I was expecting... You, you, know, you of... know how I feel about the structures and, you know, um, because I, yeah. I've come through an association where everything was from the bottom up. And um, I object with every every bone in my body against what you know the way decisions making on these high 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 powered high powered committees yeah i look when, it's just... when i hear that jack i creak and i shudder you know i just oh jack please move on yeah we, we will move on and i think we, we might finish we might finish there um I, I just wanted to get your opinion on on the debacle that was that that club All ireland final but but that's beside the point. That's outside of our room. We're we're more focused here on Limerick. It was a good week for Limerick last week. Hopefully, good in, in many regards with the ladies footballers and the hurlers winning. The footballers will be hoping to avenge that defeat um, this Saturday in Owen Beg against Derry. But you know it is it is a tough challenge. Uh, and obviously, hopefully, the best for the Limerick schools and colleges going forward. But an hour and six minutes on the board, Matt. I think we'll leave it there. Don't think. Oh, and obviously. Best of luck to Brough in the in the Junior B final. But I think we'll leave it there. We've an hour and six minutes on the board. We've gone through everything from, from the previous week. We are keeping a conscious effort to try and keep it. Uh, the bones of an hour, it's hard to listen for much longer, especially when it's us rambling on. But you are going to jump in there. I was, I was just going to say that um, the, 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 the Limerick Camogie panel has been announced this week, uh, announced late last night. We didn't get an opportunity to study it, but obviously we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we didn't. It, it came out late last night and I was out at the UL game, so I didn't get a chance to um, really look into it. But we will next week because they, they start their, their league campaign next month. But for now, we'll leave it there. A huge thank you to everyone for listening and, and uh, watching. Wherever you are, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, make sure to like um, or, and leave a comment if you want. If you're on Twitter, like and, and share. And if you're listening on Spotify, give us the, the five stars. Do all that, that good stuff that helps create the community. But for now, a huge thank you to you, Matt, and to everyone listening. We'll be on again next week. Thank you. The impression again, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. 
Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 